Brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Chino, welcome to the Kwame Lasker Sports, sometime rich with Ken from the ATL show. We going live, that was my boy Chino, my boys from the Saint, from the Lou, uh, Dorian Brew, Anaka Swain, Marlon Blake, and they, they holding it down out there. CD, they got a single, two singles coming out, ASAP. Uh, we're going to put y'all up there on that, on Phoenix, we're going we're gonna to try to rush that out around the circuit, get that going around this area, Southwest, they already blowing it up in the Midwest. I got Ken from the ATL, Coach B. He's supposed to be calling back in. What's up, Ken? I'm back in already. Hey, what's going oh, on, oh, oh, I apologize, man. Me and Rich hold it, held it down last week. Uh, Ken was at the uh, OBGYN. Getting, OBGYN. <laughs> yeah, he was getting getting it done. He was getting it done. <laughs> hey, what's up, hey, buddy? Hey, Let up? me go ahead and apologize to Ken right now on the air. Man, you ain't got to apologize. Uh, yes, he do. I'm about my hey, oh, oh, talk. Oh, oh. I want to say something. I want to say something. For what is he talking sense? Oh, I thought you said he was talking shit. <laughs> I want to say I want to I apologize for my Celtics. The Celtics not showing up in the last five minutes, four minutes and fifty eight seconds. But of, see, of game seven. This is why. See them grown men. That's why you should not apologize for some grown men. If that was a little league team, I can understand them little boys going. They was doing the best they can. But you had some all stars on that team and they didn't show up. You, you shouldn't have to apologize for that. Can't know the Lakers. Are, well, you know what? Can't know the Lakers. Like you got Kobe. You always hey, got a chance. Hey, don't make no excuses just because one man went down injured. That don't. Hey, that, that's that, what it's called a team. Sport. You know what? You know what? That's not really a team oh, sport. It's not really a team sport. Like I said last week, every somebody should have picked up the slack. <laughs> Who? Rondo like can't I do it all by himself. Week. Yeah, like I said Rondo? last week, big baby. Rich, what'd you say, Rich? Coach, like I said last, and I said again right before we came on the air. At the four minute and fifty eight second mark in the se- game seven in the fourth quarter, when Kobe hit that fifty footer on the court three pointer, I said to the people at the bar, "Game was over." Mm. That that's crazy. And, and you know what? Kobe wasn't even hot. He wasn't even a factor in that wasn't game. Even hot. But no, he, I think when he started hitting them those free throws, he's uh, really getting the rhythm, getting his shooting rhythm back. But he wasn't really a factor. I think Ron Artest. Uh, was the man of that game seven? Yes, he was. Ron Artest and that defense, man. But Ron you know what? Artest. I want to talk a little basketball later. I mean, the apology. He apologized. Can you accept his apology? Because I ain't apologizing. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, man. You know, I mean, he didn't really have to apologize because guess what? I'm wearing my back-to-back T-shirt right now. Y'all funny. You are funny. You know what? I definitely want to get into this on the last segment. I want to get into this because y'all Lakers fans, boy, I tell y'all Lakers fans, Raiders fans, y'all kill me. Man. Hey, hey, Ken predicts another one. <laughs> Ken, you know your stuff. one for Ken again. Ken, you, we already know you know your stuff. But that was a lucky prediction, that. man. I mean, that's, it's supposed man, to go safe. That called faith, baby. Faith. Yeah, that was a safe prediction. I told you, we go back home, it's a wrap. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know what? But you was the Ken, you should be apologizing to me. Ken should be apologizing to me. He said it wasn't going back to L.A. I thought he was drinking then. I mean, he said it wasn't going back to L.A. Next topic. Yeah. Well, here's the deal, fellas. Uh, we're going to do, do the NFC. We're going to do the NFC East. Uh, Dallas, we're going to go in this order. Dallas, the Eagles, Giants, and Washington. Next week, we're going to do an AFC East. We're going to move it down the line like that. But we're still going to talk a little basketball as far as just what these free agency are doing and, and whatever's hot right then, right then and now, but only how we see it, not yeah. not that protocol. I just had a heated argument here at work about that topic, so I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm what, waiting for that one. Which one? Let's, well, let's get on Dallas then. Give me, I, talk, right, let's go to the NFC. We'll, we'll say that for the, for the, for the last. Yeah, no, we're, gonna, we're doing the NFC East this week. Next right week, now, we do AFC. yeah, and next week we do okay. AFC East. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. That's the first team up. Dallas finished eleven to five. Man, are these guys going to be really contenders this year? Because eleven to five, you got to say they're contenders um, from what they did. And they they had to beat the Eagles three times, and that's with Donald McNabb at the quarterback position. So now Tony Romo, they having some internal problems with uh, Patrick Clayton, but he has showed up in camp. Now he wants to. Uh, he wants a contract along with Mal Austin. Now, Mal Austin, he did pick up the slack for uh, the receiver, uh, Terrell Owens, that left. And, and people were wondering, was he going to be able to do that? Or who was the receiver that was going to be able to do that? Because it wasn't um, the other guy. Who, Roy Williams. It wasn't Roy Williams. who's was Roy Williams or Patrick Clayton. At, or Patrick Clayton. But Patrick Clayton was trying to hold, hold out. Uh, for well, probably financial reasons, uh, one or another. You know, these guys are always held, holding out, um, and most time they got the right to him. But Miles Austin stepped up, became a, a name to be mentioned, a guy you may have to double-team or look to where he is if you're on a defense. Now, about the Dallas defense, are they going to be able to hold up this year? Because they, I think they're weak down the middle with the two safeties. Uh, and I like, well, I like one of the safeties, but... Are they going to be able to hold up? And I and I go to Rich first. Uh, Rich, I'm talking Tony Romo now. Is he the guy? Uh, uh, now he gets all the praise at the same time when he's doing bad. I don't think he get enough of the uh, uh, the uh, criticism, even though he's a quarterback. Well, I I, I really agree, disagree with you with that. He gets criticism when it comes to that, all, that Dallas offense for a week and the and the, and, and the succession of that and the successfulness of that team. Um, now Tony Romo is the so. Face of the Dallas Cowboys. Every quarterback's ever played for the Dallas Cowboys has been the face of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the problem I have with the Cowboys is Patrick Creighton. He does it for your special team wise, but anybody can come in and do it for you for special teams. Um, do you, Miles Austin? Miles Austin was he was a fantasy last year. He was a fantasy diamond in the rough last year. Right. In the last seven to eight games of the season, can he come in this year and be a factor from game one? Personally, he may be able to. He may not be able to. It all depends on where they put him. Roy Williams, to me, has been a bust since he left Texas. He couldn't do it in Detroit, and he definitely hasn't done it the last couple of years in Dallas. He, he's, he, you know, he drops passes. He doesn't run routes full speed. Um, he doesn't do what he needs to do. Now, on the offensive line part of the Dallas Cowboys, your boy, Leonard Davis, is moving from tackle to guard or guard to tackle. 
will he be able to help solidify that line? You know, so Dallas Cowboys has a few offense, Des, and Des, with them drafting Des Bryant, with him having the injuries he has going into camp, you know, it's going to be on Tony Romo's shoulder. Can they, can they number one, save Wade Phillips' job next year? They did it last year. Can they do it next year? Can they get past the second round of the playoffs next year? To me, personally, they have one stepping stone in FTC East, and that's the New York Giants, and that's something we'll talk about later. Right. That's someone that, that they have to watch their back on. They can either split the season with the Giants or lose both games to the Giants. Defensively, like I said, their safeties are really suspect. They drafted a safety, I think, this year, um, who they're talking about letting us want to start for them. Right. You know, my nephew, my uh, my cousin came, got picked up by the Cowboys on the offseason uh, on the um, Oh, boy. You can see. Danny yes. McCray out of LSU. He may be able to help him out, Roy Williams type safety type, type person. Well, well, I hope he's not a Roy Williams type safety because Roy no, Williams was terrible. Type safety as far as play wise. Big hits. Big hits. Big hits. Yes, and doing what he needs to do. And granted, Danny would be a great special teams acquisition for them also. So it's all about who comes to play for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, can Jerry Jones stay out of the locker room? Um, and they, you know, and do what he needs to do as a general manager and owner. Well, I, I come to Ken, right? I come to Ken, but let me say this: a lot of the leader, the leaders on that team have to step up. The lead, you have to have some type of leadership with all that talent. And you go eleven and five, you should be able to eleven and five. You right there, you right on the cusp of being a uh, play, be a playing in the Super Bowl. But you have to beat certain teams. You can't get blown out, blown out. I'm sorry by. Who they play? Minnesota. Uh, it was Minnesota. You can't get blown out thirty-four three in a playoff game. That's just like we were talking about the Celtics earlier. You get to that pinnacle of, of the season, and then you get you don't show up and play. Uh, Roy Williams can he run full speed? I don't think Roy Williams that fast. I think uh, the drafting of Des Bryant is is a huge draft. So now they can put Kings out there, three receivers, uh, one back. And make it happen because they do have a good running back in Felix Jones, and Felix Jones come out the backfield catching balls. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. Uh, they do have a good uh, running game with the two running backs they have. Um, but Mal Austin, I think from day one he can come out. I, I really believe that. But the guys, the NFL guys, they don't like to take chances going into a season after having a great season. Because Mal Austin don't have a contract. Well, he has a contract, but he's not getting paid for the production he put out. So why shouldn't he? Um, Get a get a deal. Why shouldn't he get financial secure going into the most physical game uh, play? Um, Patrick Clayton, I, 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 Patrick Clayton, do it for a full season. Patrick Clayton, he stepped up when they needed him to step up, and that's what it's all about. Production. What have you done for me lately? He he stepped up. Patrick Clayton, yeah. Uh, special teams, you can get you can get some guys in the free agents to do special team work. Ken, I get your opinion on that. I mean, this is where you you know you just put it uh, hit it right there when you said that you know they went in there to Minnesota and got blown out at thirty three. I mean, that's because there wasn't no offensive production from the receivers. I mean, you get Miles Austin holding it down, but you know what happened to Roy Williams? Right. What happened to Creighton then? You know, Creighton trying to hold out for all this money, but where was he? That's why they went in the draft and took a Des Bryant. And um, you know Roy Williams is going to probably find himself off that team, you know, uh, at some at some point during the season. I agree because uh, I think Des Bryant is definitely going to step in and be uh, this year be that too. But after this year and possibly towards the end of the season, can maybe even step in to be the one. So you, you solidified at the receiver court with Miles Austin, your one Des Bryant. Creighton or Roy Williams, one of those two, has to step up and be that third receiver because 
you still got Jason Witten, one of the best tight ends in pro football, who definitely can step in and be not just a tight end, can be that third receiver. This man leads the uh, the Cowboys in reception, what, almost every year for the last, what, three or four years now? Yeah. they got your tight end is doing this. They don't need that. A tight end to be lead, leading his team in, in receptions every year. Okay, I, I think the, a tight end is very key. Let's go back to Ken. You from Cali? Let's go back to the San Francisco 49ers when they had the, those great tight ends. Uh, Dwight Clark. Dwight Clark. You and they had a good running game and they had those two receivers. Mm-hmm. I think for a powerful, uh, a successful, uh, potent offense, mm-hmm. you need that. We'll mm-hmm. take a break. This is Kwame Lasso of the Sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a fresh, candid, and entertaining look at sports? It's time for a radio show that doesn't tackle sports like everyone else. Join former NFL player Nick Murphy for Murphy's Law. Hear it directly from your favorite pro and collegiate athletes, coaches, and media personalities as they dissect what's going on in the world of sports. It's sports, entertainment, and fun, and it's all part of Murphy's Law. Tune in Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports back to the cormelas of the sports sometime which with Ken from the atl we are back again that's chino down in the 314 st louis uh, as Coach B would say, three one four. That's it, baby. 888-346-9144, sports dot com. If you want to listen to the show, well, you should be listening to it now. But if you want to call in, 
That's the number to call in, join this argument. Ken, I'm going to let you finish because you're making a great point about the tight end shouldn't be leading, and I really didn't have a problem with that because we, yeah. look, we look back at those San Fran teams and those Dallas teams, as Rich said, off the air. Yeah, and definitely, you know, you say, I mean, I, I can see t- uh, Jason Witten. You've you got to keep Jason Witten uh, a huge part of this offense, but leading the oh, team wee. in reception, he shouldn't be maybe second, maybe third, but you've got to raise up these receivers to to take over that heavy production uh, because, I mean, as you saw the last game they played against Minnesota, that's all they kept targeting in that game was Jason Witten. So it's yeah. like they know that they were going to keep going to this guy, and they keened in on that, and they shut it down. If you- but, uh this brings me back to my point that I was making that Roy Williams is is he's out of there. Uh, the, the the organization has realized that it's a bust, it's a failure. They just trying to uh, find a way to offload this guy. They're going to wait to see if Des Bryant lives up to the hype, like I said, which I expect him to. Uh, I see Miles Austin as your one, Des Bryant as your two, Creighton in that slot as your three. You got. Uh, Jason Witten as your tight end, who's going to step in there and lead the team, maybe well, not lead the team, but maybe finish second, maybe third if they use him right um, as your uh, uh, top receiver. But Roy Williams, he's not there. I like Jason Witten as the number two receiver on that team. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Patrick Clayton. I don't know if uh, Rich agree with the mm-hmm. Roy Williams or not, but Roy Williams at some point, I think that Cowboys have so much money invested in him with that trade from Detroit. Um, but at some point, he he had yeah, but he has to be able to be moved to another team, get something for him. I, I, I would even take a, a mid to late second round or early third round guy because there's a lot of great talent in the draft these days where a third round guy just gets slipped on a, slipped to the third round out of the first round but still can play football. And, Pitt, and Pittsburgh still doesn't make a great living off late draft picks. But yeah. Roy Williams, uh, I, I, I'm I agree with Ken. I don't see him in this lineup and being productive. And what he's going to do is be a distraction because he's not going to be able to get those balls. Jason Witness really has been Tony Romo's go-to guy. But it, with, the, uh, with the drafting of Dez Bryant, I will put Patrick Clayton uh, in the slot because I think he's better in there. He's a special teams guy, so he's more shifty and mobile uh, and can get the third down, third and one, third and two type plays. Put mm-hmm. give him out also in the contract, put him on the outside and let him work. That's a you got you to defend those guys. You're sitting here telling everybody to give Mal Austin the contract after what he did after five to six out of eight games. Mal Austin yeah, stepped you know, up. But you, but you complain about Tony Romo getting his contract after a year and a half. I'm not complaining. I'm saying his height was – he's a quarterback. His height was not deserving. It's the same thing. And you don't think Miles Austin's height is misdeserving right so far so, right now? Tony Romo didn't have to step up in front of anybody. When they left – when they lost Terrell Owens, everybody was thinking we don't have a receiver. Everybody thought that was the wrong move to make. Miles Austin stepped in and made those plays. And Patrick Creighton was and supposed pa- to be that man. And Patrick Creighton. They thought they can let Terrell Owens go on because Patrick Clayton was there. It was supposed to be emergency, uh, the emergence okay. of a receiver. We're talking about Miles Austin. Right. You guys are saying, you're saying this. Now, Roy Williams, I can understand what you guys are saying. Get rid of him, yada, 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 yada. We didn't say yada, yada. We said get rid of him, his ass and gone. Millions of dollars invested in Roy Williams. They're not going to get rid of Roy Williams. If they can't trade it's him, they're going to make a football. Millions of dollars are nothing in the NFL. They, they, that's Monopoly money to them. He don't got no more guarantee money left. Oh, to him. I say cut that man, cut your losses, and save But that go money. ahead, Coach. Go ahead. Um, what's your point uh, as far as uh, Roy Williams and uh, Tony Romo? I really appreciate it. When man, it comes go. To Tony Romo, you, all, everybody's fussing about this, this, and that. He got paid too early. He got, I honestly think, now personally, I can go out and get me a, a corner, an average corner in the, in the National Football League. And if I, if I know I got Miles Austin, I'm going to play. I'm a bump and run Miles Austin the whole game. With an average corner? With an average corner? With 
average NFL corner. Wow. I, I mean, give me give me a name. Give me an average NFL corner name so I can see if this guy can cover Mount Austin. Kwame Lassiter. You're a damn liar. <laughs> 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 this guy won't finish the game. You better check my files. Now, I can't I – can't, okay, okay, coach, that, okay, coach. I don't think that, I don't think that Miles Austin, you know, last year playing the position he played or playing the backside receiver he played, yes, he was open. He made some few, a, a few good plays. Yes, he did. I don't think – it's going to be an every-down thing. I think because, again, everybody flows on the radar in the National Football League and when you're, when you're certain people, when you're on certain teams because of Roy Williams, Patrick Creighton. Um, you know, what happened with last year with them was they had that three-headed monster by Highfield, Barber, Chartorce, and, and Jones. Jones. Okay, when, I, when we talked about Dallas Cowboys at the beginning of the show, I didn't say one thing about the running backs or tight end because those positions are solidified in that team. Well, along with Tony Romo, if you go back into Dallas history, as far as their offensive line, they've always had that huge, that massive offensive line. Well, you got uh, with the running backs, you got easy openings. They were always big guys. Uh, you think uh, Emmitt Smith was just that good? Put a, put him in another on another team, which the, he did come to the Cardinals. He wasn't successful. Now it was down the road in his career, but. If you're a veteran, you can play the game. You know how to make things happen. Edron James was good when he got before he got here. He couldn't make those plays. We don't have an offensive line. You didn't talk about those things because now they're shifting guys around, trying to find a, a spot for them where they can create openings and create those gaps. Now, this is something that was said to me. My friend said a couple while ago, if Barry Sanders had played in that line behind Emmitt Smith, Dallas would have won nine straight Super Bowls. They would have won nine. They would have won. They went to nine five. Nine Super Bowls. They, didn't they go to – Four or five Super Bowls, they won three. They won. They, they won. They won, two, they won two. They won with, with uh, uh, yeah. Switzer. They won. Yep. They lost one with uh, 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 Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think about four or five. All right, man. Let's they move on. We, I ain't want. I ain't want to make this a Dallas show. Never lost in the Super Bowl prior to after 1977 or 1979 when they played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are you talking about? They went to the uh, Super Bowl from '69. They went five times from '69 to '79. What are you talking? They never lost. They only they won two. Again, again, since '79, they haven't lost after that. Oh man, okay. When when they had the big three: Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, and so and and so forth and so on. They didn't lose the Super Bowl. They went to. Okay, let me ask you guys this: Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get we we done with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll we'll follow them. We'll we'll hit on them here and there because we talked about them enough. Um, but the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, give me your opinion on Kevin Cobb. Is he the guy after playing two games and playing outstanding with, as far as the numbers go as a quarterback? Is he the guy to lead Philly? Even though Michael Vick is there right now as a backup, about to make five million this year. Is he is 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 Kevin Cobb's job to lose? But do you think this guy can understand the pressure? I think uh, five Donovan said um, he got to get used to or be able to handle the booze in Philadelphia because those fans they think they got instant winners every time they step on the field. But I go I come to you, Ken, right off the bat. Um, well, Kevin Cobb. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's. He's a good quarterback. I'm not going to take nothing away from Kevin Cobb at all. He is a good quarterback. I think he will be the quarterback of the future for this team for really? a long time to come. He's a big quarterback, big arm, very accurate, very posed, as we, as you can see in the pocket. Um, I think he just needs the protection. He needs weapons. You, you lost Westbrook, who's, who's your bailout guy out of the backfield. Uh, the receiving core is intact. Uh, this guy has everything it takes to lead this team to – 
challenge the Cowboys for uh, to win this division. But uh, with the, with the Eagles, I think it's just their defense is really just going to let them down this year. But on offense, I don't think this team is really going to have a problem uh, competing with the Cowboys uh, for that division. I, I think uh, it was it was time because of the NFL and how the NFL is and so suspect and political. Donovan had one more year in his contract, so they wanted to move him right away. Moving him to the Washington Redskins was crazy to me, but they had to move him. So it was going to be his last year regardless, and they, they wanted to bring Kevin Cobb in, get him that experience because I think, I think right now they are on a rebuilding. You hate to say they're rebuilding yeah. with, a, with a coaching staff like that and with some of, the, and some of the players they still have left, but they are rebuilding, so yeah. why not this year and see if Kevin Cobb can get it done. And remember, their first five picks – were on the defensive side. Right. Nine out of thirteen of their of their picks in a draft were defense. What right. does that tell you? Our defense is was killing us. Yeah. Yeah. And this team, this defense is not going to come in and mess right away the first year. So their defense is was going to hurt them this year. Their offense, I mean, great players, Sean Jackson, uh, Kevin Cobb, uh, the, the, uh, the, who's that? Uh, the, the rookie running back that they're going to. Uh, Didn't start. They, oh yeah, they just uh, drafted him. Yep. Yeah, he's he's going to play. Uh, I don't think that that's going to be the issue with them. It's that defense, uh, 9 out of 13 replacement players on defense, uh, that's just really going to kill them this year. Well, yeah, they, well, they, they did a whole lot in draft to fix that defense. So I guess the uh, yeah. offense, is, offense will play well enough because some of those guys are in the same place, uh, positions. Uh, a lot of skilled guys came in, which that should, that's not hard to teach at all. Mm-hmm. You, you should do what you've been doing uh, all your life. But a defensively, you have to mesh. You have to be able to play fast and downhill without any reservation. Because once you hesitate, uh, that ball you can't beat the ball in the air mm. unless you already got game plan and, mm. and and know what's going on. I, I get your opinion on it, coach. Yeah. Well, my whole my overall opinion on it is on the Philadelphia Eagles is they're going to be the bottom feeders, right along with the Washington Redskins. Um, I I don't think that I think Kevin Cobb is going to be a, is a great addition. I think they take a step down when they let go when they let go of Donovan. Um, I think that my man from Pitt, the running back they have from Pitt, right. can come in and, like he did last year, do a Charles better Scott. job than who? Charles Scott. The kid from Pitt. Yeah. That played last year. Uh-huh. You're running back, right? Not Charles Scott. Huh? You're talking about the running back, right? The running back, yeah. Um, he's going to pick up where, 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 um, where Brian Westbrook left off because he had a pretty good last eight games of the season because Brown the last two games of the season. Receiving core, you know, they're – Suspect receiving court with Deshaun. Um, my man Deshaun going deep. Kevin Cobb has a live on live on so you play at the University of Houston. Um, he's gonna be okay. Defense, like you guys said, they started, they we drafted, they got nine nine um rookies pretty much on that defense coming in. And I just don't think that the Philadelphia Eagles will be able to handle the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants. Because you gotta understand something. New York Giants, number one, going to a new stadium. Number two, is they got something to prove by not making the playoffs last year. Yeah, and they have a very they have a very good veteran team. Mm-hmm. So I personally don't see the Eagles getting being any higher than maybe third in that division. They'll be challenging the Washington Redskins for the bottom feeder position. You think so? I, I, I think I think Cobb, like Ken said, I think he'd be fine. But a lot of teams around his league would love to have the coaching problems that Coach Andy Reid had with the quarterback situation. He had Donovan McNabb. He um, had Kevin Cobb, who came in, who 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 serviced well whenever he came in as a backup. And then you go out and um, with the help of Tony Dungy and get Michael Vick. 
Michael Vick came in, played sporadically, but he made some play. You can still see he was rusty, but he still has it um, a whole full year in the offseason and this and this uh, system. Um, he's making five million dollars this year, guys. Five million dollars. How many backups in the National Football League at quarterback making five million dollars? So I think I'm he'll put some out there. All right. Well, well you know what? I'll t- tell you this. We'll come back. Kwame Lass to the sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan, or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. PM Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lassiter Sports. Sometimes Rich, we came from the ATL show. We are back. 
888-346-9144, Voice America Sports. Uh, we, we left off in the coaching. Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but it was going to commercial. So go ahead and get out with you. Go ahead. My thought, was, my thought thing is this. We, you, we were talking about Michael Vick and the Philadelphia Eagles and talking about you know where the Eagles would, would go and, and will we'll end up in the, at the end of the season in the NFC East. Right. My thought process is, is if the Eagles are trying to get rid of Michael Vick, you know, as, as, as a $5 million backup quarterback, like you said, mm-hmm. with Kevin Cobb, with them already announcing Kevin Cobb as the starter for the National for the Eagles. They they have to, and that makes more sense uh, because right. why why do like uh, Buffalo does, don't name a starting quarterback. Now you you have no chemistry, now they're splitting time. Name a guy and make it his job to lose. Go ahead. Okay, so my thought process is if for some reason they feel next week, a couple weeks, that Brett Favre might not go back to the, might not be able to come back to, to Minnesota, why wouldn't the Eagles trade Michael Vick to Philly, to Minnesota, Get a Tavares Jackson or Sage Rosenfeld to back up Kevin Cobb and get a draft pick or two draft picks out of it. And then that's a, if, if that was to happen, that would be a great deal for Michael Vick, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Minnesota Vikings. That benef- but that, not for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, that benefits what? Michael Vick. Tavares Jackson has already proven what he can do. And, that the, thing. and he's going to go to Philadelphia, the most rootliest crowd in the NFL. He's going to boo that man. And that's like Jason Campbell. Wait till he gets to Philadelphia. Don't trade him. Keep Michael Vick, have a, a, a reliable backup just in case the Kevin Cobb experiment doesn't work out. You got Michael Vick ready to step in. And I wouldn't trade Michael Vick to uh, Minnesota. If anything, Tavares Jackson has been in that system for a while, so if it comes down to that, uh, all this you saying, Coach, in my opinion, benefits Michael Vick. Uh, he's, he's going to a place where he's still going to have to compete. There's two quarterbacks there right now. Well, Tavares is there um, who's, who's been in the system, who knows what's, what's going on, has a relationship with the guys. He's going to be in the huddle with Michael Vick. And Sage And Sage Roosevelt. And Michael Vick will have to come in and establish that at the wrong time. And we already at camp is a month away. These guys are about to go to camp. You cannot develop that type of chemistry in a month at the quarterback position, in my opinion. Uh, I, would, I would not do it that way. Now, getting Michael Vick and add him to your offense, not a bad deal. But that comes at the expense of uh, losing a few games early in the season. Uh, and I think with the Philadelphia Eagles – in September, if you go back and look at all their their scheduled games and their seasons, that's when they turn it up. They they get their chemistry. They get their chemistry together. First part of the season, win half or more until September is when they go on a run. And that's always been Andy Reid's uh, M.O., in my opinion. But you can check that out. Yeah, You know what I'm really excited to see about Philadelphia, what they're going to do on offense? I think this team is really going to have – Probably one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL this year. You got to look. They got Deshaun Jackson. You got uh, Avant, uh, Jeremy Macklin, uh, and then also remember they just took one of the, probably one of the fastest receivers in, coming out of college, uh, out of Florida, Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. You yep. know he, he's going to that's your fourth receiver, and he's going to be uh, playing special teams. Watch out for this offense. Don't sleep on Philadelphia. But like I said, nine out of thirteen picks on defense. Mm, replace your defense. I think that's going to probably was going to uh, hurt the hurt the Eagles well, this year. Let me go to the let me go to the, the, uh, Eagles, the Eagles have always done more with less, and has let, always done less with more. Yeah, that sounds like the uh, a, a a recipe like the Pittsburgh Steelers. But let, let's but go. They've always done more with less. So every time they went to the AFC championship the NFC championship game. And won the NFC East. They had they had no receivers on that team. Yeah, but they had a veteran quarterback. Even though Kevin Cobbs is a veteran quarterback, he's only been backing up. He's only played like about five games, and the stats. Right. 
he come in under different circumstances. The game is out of hand or or he's right there. Um, the circumstances when he's at under the center are different, so he can let the ball go. He can throw for 300 yards one week, 447 yards the next week. Uh, but under the center, commanding attention to that, that other 10 guys in the huddle with you, let's see if he can do that. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback or he can't get it done. I wouldn't get rid of Michael Vick. I say it's Kevin Cobb's job to lose. Now, let's go to the coach's corner before we get to the New York Giants who finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, Coach's Corner is, a, is on USA Soccer, the World Cup. I happened to be in Baltimore on Sunday at a place, at a bar right across from um, Camden Yards, about to watch the match play the Baltimore Orioles. And I'm in there. This place is packed. Everybody watching the USA mm-hmm. um, soccer team in the World Cup. I personally don't understand why everybody, I mean, people in USA lost were coming out of crying, upset, pouting, because the USA lost. When you get these rich prima donna boys off of this USA team that have been on there, for, they can't win um, World Cups, you can't win national games, you can't do this and this and that and that. You know, to me, it bothers me because you have other people out here who can want to play soccer or football, and they don't get the opportunity that Landon Donovan gets and these other guys get. You know. Again, make it open to everybody in the United States of America and make everybody compete for their position right. on it. No one should be grandfathered into that, that team. I, don't, I, don't, I agree with you right there because if you want to win, you put the best players on the field. And you know the politics that come with all sports. That's like the same thing we talk about every week on the show. You may have a guy, the backup may be better than the starter, but the politics involved with it. So they're going to make a guy play. I agree with you 100%, but I will say this, why the USA lost that uh, match to Ghana. They couldn't run with those guys. They, did you see the speed difference? Ghana was out. They was gone. They couldn't run with him. So they, the, the goalie was always under the rest. He was getting shot at. He was like Vietnam. He was getting shot at every other minute. So they couldn't run with those there guys. Was no, Get, there also, there was no reason. There was no, no questionable calls. So other questionable calls, yeah, they were questionable calls. Yeah. But this was a straight butt whooping they got against yeah. Ghana. And yeah. you remember some also that you know this was a very uh, uh, compared to other teams. This was an old USA team. Uh, the average team was between what twenty eight and thirty. That's, right. that's, that's pretty old for soccer. It is. I when mean, guys you be out there running as long as these guys is running on that field and, and trying to keep up with them young Ghana boys. They just ran them boys into the dirt. They had nothing left at the end. That was a um, good coach's corner. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, uh, but yeah, I agree. I'm good. I, I agree with you, coach. As far as get the guys, get some winners in, or get the guys who's who's best at that position, not the superstar status. You know, USA, you love to have that face out there. But mm-hmm. let's, if right. you want to win, get the guys to win. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me to keep having all these. Every time there's a big football match somewhere in America or in the world, you see the same guys. I mean, Landon Donovan isn't the same Landon Donovan of 10 years ago. He's not. Right. Eight years ago. You know, where's Freddie Adu? Where's these other guys? And you know what? I was thinking the same thing. Where's Freddie Adu? That guy's a still a young talent, but he can't get on that team because I, I, I thought, you know, at the age of 14, he, he would be a guy uh, that will work his way into that starting lineup somewhere. But I, I, I agree, man. I agree with you 100%. There's so many other soccer players that are younger and want it more than these guys, one who are getting paid all this money to be there by sponsors. Yeah. You know, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Why not? You know, it's kind of like uh, the USA basketball. At one point, a lot of college guys are going there getting beat, getting beat, getting beat. When the USA, when the professional guys got there, that stopped ceasing and until 04, I think it was, when we lost. 
didn't make it to the to the, to the metal rounds. Yeah, you know, you got to give people who want to play soccer and give them an opportunity. That's true, man. And that's okay. The only way that's going to happen is open it up for everybody, not just the major league soccer players. Because honestly, major league soccer is garbage. It's right next to hockey. Ooh, wait. That's a that's a we, that's a topic we're gonna have uh, soon because you keep that down. You keep that up. Major league soccer and hockey is garbage. All right, let's move on to the New York Giants, and I don't want to talk about. That's, that's a good segment, coach. We we're gonna we're gonna talk about that another time. We're not talking about Plexico. We're not gonna talk about Plexico. We're not gonna talk about Tiki Barber off the Today <laughs> Show. We, I want to talk about uh, the New York Giants finished eight and eight when they're supposed to be. Their whole team itself is supposed to be predicated on defense. There was no defense. They made some free agent moves when getting uh Antrell Roll in there. Uh, but uh, how do they fix this? They 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 got a defensive tackle from uh, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Rocky. What it was Rocky Cooper? I think it is. Um, but how do they fix it? How do they turn this around, Coach? I, I, I think they did pretty good in the, uh, in the draft when it comes to their defense. I mean, they went in there and got Jason Pierre-Paul uh, out of South Florida, who's an athletic freak of nature. This man can do, what, cartwheels and backflips and full pass and a, a wingspan of, what, seven foot uh, four or something like that? Yeah, that shows his athleticism. Yeah. But yeah. uh, backwards yeah. flips, you can't do backwards flips when you're trying to get the quarterback. Yeah, I think this man is going to show you show you a lot of uh, Michael Strahan coming around at that end with them long arms, get bringing bringing somebody down. Uh, then you got that uh, who is that one big guy, uh, Joseph out of uh, uh, the, the six foot six, three hundred and three hundred pounder from Georgia. Uh, where, where he go? Uh, from a, a defensive to a tackle. He's that's a, a hole stopper right there. He's going to fill that them holes right there. So I, I think the draft really did them some good. I really expect to see the Giants uh, really challenge the Cowboys uh, for that uh, for that division title. Uh, said, I think said, they're going to come up said, short because of their offense. Coach. Mike, hey, Coach, you said seven minutes ago, ten minutes ago, there was going to be a Philadelphia Eagles, so make your mind up on that. But I said, <laughs> they, I said the only way it's going to let them down is their when, defense. When you and, – and, and Coach. <laughs> their defense when, is going to let them when, down. Who the – who the – the Their offense now is definitely going to help them challenge, but their defense is going to let them down. But the Giants – I think they're going to be solid on both ends. You got to have both a good offense and a good defense, a balanced offensive defense to really challenge for the title. And the Giants got that, but do they got enough to really take it from the Cowboys? No. Hmm. The, the eight and eight, the eight and eight season last year for the New York Giants was predicated on their defense. That's the reason why they went eight and eight. They lost. They lost. Um, uh, uh, Justin Tuck. They, they lost. They lost uh, Lee Campbell. Got finished. Finish? They lost. They lost. Uh, a lot. They lost a lot of guys. They lost. And they lost Antonio Pierce on the scene. Hold on, Coach. We'll come back. This is Kwame Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We come back and finish up these Giants and hit up Washington Redskins, and we and we'll be out. Two minutes. We'll be back. This is a test. How many rappers out here want to munch on me? Dunk them in the water. Dunk, dunk them in the water. Haters think it's so I flush them down the toilet. Here's a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lava Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports welcome back to the quarantine lots of the sports sometimes rich we came from the atl show we're talking about the new york giants and their place in the nfc east and uh we had some mixed mixed views I, th- I think they have finished third, but uh, uh, coach, I'll let you go briefly get on to that. Uh, we were talking; you were finishing it up anyway uh, before the last segment. Defensive stars out of a game, out of a, out of most majority of your season, out of a sixteen game season, it hurts you. You know, I I, I think if you have all three of those guys back, um, Yumiura, Justin Tuck, Antonio Pierce, you have those three guys in the game at a hundred percent. That's three games. That's three out of eight games they lost. They win those three games. Because they lost – out of eight games they lost, they lost five of them on defense. Like you said earlier, like you said on the break, Quam, is when, when, you're, when you – when your opponent is playing, only playing on a 50-yard field, they can score every time. Right. They, they, the uh, defense this year, last year had those guys playing. They had a lot of injuries. Uh, they had guys who uh, – you know, was projected to be defensive player of the year coming off the defensive end. And that's that's – that's when you know you have a defense, and that that New York Giants team is predicated on defense. Even though with Steve Smith and uh, uh, Eli Manning um, connecting for a hundred passes, as Ken said off the off the air, um, but I think if in my opinion, defense is defended up the middle and make teams run side to side, then you can stop them. And they had two um, two defensive ends that you know obviously got hurt, and they wasn't able to do that. So 
they want to have football you lose your field. Middle linebacker. You, you, you really don't you don't have nothing. Yeah, you lose your middle linebacker, and that's why they went out and got um Antrell Rowe to assign him to a five year deal to play in a, a free safety spot. So uh, we we will see because uh, it's this year. It's interesting to see how they. Do. I think they they're going to compete against the Dallas Cowboys for that number one spot in NFC East because everybody's healthy. I say but can, not everybody. Remember, they just lost uh, Dominique Hickson for the year, so that's going to really hurt them. So they're going to need somebody to step up. Dominique Hickson really wasn't a big concert contributor last year. Not last year, but he was supposed to be this year. Right. He was coming off what have you done also. for me lately, Ken? He was, what have com- you done he for me lately? In, he was coming in fully healthy before the injury he just suffered. I say, uh, I, let me say congratulations to Jeff Fiegel for 20 years, in a, I think it was like 20, 19, 20 years in the National Football League. You guys retired from the Giants, man. I played with Jeff Fiegel in Arizona. He's one of classic guys. Uh, do a lot of charity work out in the community, but uh, 20 years, I mean, granted, you a punter, but still, it takes a lot of years to be putting that ball in a certain place, and he angle kicked a lot. So, uh, and coach, oh, you would, you couldn't coach the you, best punters ever. yeah, coach, you know something about that. He angle, he angle kicks a lot, which makes the cuts down a, a diamond or the field. That the was your best field. defense. That was the best defensive player at any team he played for. Some of five because you knew if the if he was inside other side of the fifty, he could put that ball inside that seven yard mark. Right, and that and it makes it a long way. If teams gonna score, they are gonna have to earn it. Um, mm-hmm. So fourth quarter was five minutes left in the game. You fourth down. Why not? You had Jeff Eagles. Why not punt the ball? Let, let me uh, exactly. Uh, you know, this last segment is not a lot of time. Uh, Deion Singleton, his birthday is this weekend, Friday, man. If, too bad you guys not in town. I gotta get him some of that VOSOP, that Remy. That's Uh-oh. what he like. Oh, you know how we do it. Uh-oh. But uh, look, they must be sponsoring our show now. You telling me? You will give him a bottle of forty four. Give him a bottle of forty four. I'm gonna call them and see if they, they can get forty four special. We need to get. I'm gonna call them so we can sponsor. Since I put their name out like that, I'm telling. Look, we using your name. We need some sponsorship. Bring it on That's in. It. Washington, it Washington Redskins, coach. That's your neck of the woods. As, um, you know, you know, we gotta, we have, you know, we got abundance. They have a, I'm not gonna say we. They have an Spit abundance it out. of running backs. Larry Johnson, Clinton Porters, and um, what's the dude name? Other dude name they got? They oh, the cat. Uh, shoot, that was one of uh, Ray's boys. Uh, he just got picked up from here. I think he going to ASU. I don't know who it was. It doesn't even matter. They're not going to get past. They probably win seven games and five and six of those games from your Donald McNabb's arm. They have no receivers. Six games. You know, tension on that team right now. I just I, that team is going to fall apart. With, so is with, it falling apart because of what Albert Hainsworth doing? Is it falling apart because of what uh, Haynes were? Exactly. They don't have a defense, period. You got London Fletcher has been in the league 22 years. Mm-hmm. You, linebacker. You've seen London Fletcher play. That guy gives you everything, every play. He does. Yeah. He does and he's 5'9". He, you know, he's 5'9", but, yeah, he, it, it's time for, you know, you've got to get some, you know, Albert Haynesworth doesn't want to play in a 3-4, which is stupid to me. He'd be a great nose guard. He only has to worry about one person. He's going to. He's gonna he's gonna demand double teams left and right. Well, well, think about this: um, Clinton Portis and Shanahan back together, uh, but they do have two other running backs over there, as you was alluding to earlier. Uh, think Mike Shanahan; his his offense is predicated on running play action off the of stretch plays. He runs uh, two tight ends a lot, and it's all stretch. And if you can get off stretch, you got a guy who like Portis who can play that cutback, and you. Now, if you're getting three, four yards apart, it's hard to stop your team. He's he's not actually. He's not asking. Co- you won't talk on me or what? Goodness gracious! <laughs> God damn! Look, he's he not asking um, Donovan to do a whole lot. It's it's almost a sort of a West Coast uh, where he can throw that little 
twelve yard out, which is Donovan's good. He's able to buy himself some time and scrambling. Now if they get the run of the tight end, uh, what's his name, number forty seven? Cooley. Cooley. If they can get Cooley There's back Cooley. off the of, off of that ankle ankle injury, um, I think they'll be fine. I don't see them at the bottom of this league this year because they became a better team with Dallas, but those distractions that Haynesworth was putting on them. It, it takes a lot to overcome, and we knew that with Terrell Owens in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit further step than Haynesworth on that. I, I think that the, they're gonna fall apart. Uh, it's gonna start with the top, Daniel Snyder. Snyder. As long as he keep poking his nose into the uh, football operations. This team is not gonna never be. Good. He want to be now, Jerry you can bring Jones. In, you can buy as many people as you want, but as long as Daniel Snyder still poking his nose, his finger into the on-field uh, personal problems, this team will never succeed. Go ahead, coach. He hasn't. Daniel Snyder wants to be, like you said a second ago, wants to be Jerry Jones so bad. Daniel Snyder, in 1998, 99, or 2000, when he, when he had that all-star team here, when he had over 100 years of, of experience on that defense, and they, still didn't, they still didn't get past eight and eight seasons. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you bring in Donovan, you have Larry, John, Larry um, Johnson, you have Clinton Portis. And I forgot the other guy. in Westbrook, too. And, and Brian Westbrook, that's it. And you got Brian Westbrook. Brian okay. Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, did he end up signing there? Yeah, he signed. He's, did he he's from signed? the area, which is a good thing. It's, okay. it's, he's from D.C. area, so it's good. You have no receivers. The only receiver you got is uh, Moss. You know, and you got Chris Cooley. You have no receiver. Donovan's going to do all, have to do more here. But, again, it's Donovan. Donovan has always done more with less right. than he has with more. So it's going to mm-hmm. predicate on how Donovan handles himself during game situations, not Super Bowl, Donovan. Please, not that one. Just we don't want. If Donovan's going, if the rest is going to be successful, it's going to be predicated on what Donovan McNabb can bring to the table. I still think you got to go back to um, Shanahan because the offense that he runs, man, he runs a lot of stretch play. I think he can get back to that with the three running backs he have. And Westbrook's not going to take a lot of uh, hits that he did in Philly because he was running between the tackles. This is a stretch play offense, and, and you can play do a lot of play actions off of that. And I think Donald would be great out there because he can get on the corners. And now uh, all side linebackers, who now they has the same speed as uh, running backs, have to contend with them. And he has an option: beat this guy to the corner, make a play, get out of bounds, or have that uh, Cooley coming on the drag play, hitting him right there for five, seven yards, and let him do what he can after the catch, or hitting the play down right the post right behind him. I think well, that stretch know. play option is 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 a good offense. If everybody's in sync, well, you also understand this. Mike Shanahan's offense is centered around a tight end, a quality tight end that can get up and down the field and catch balls. He's Shannon Sharp, okay. So Chris Cooley fits that position. Donovan's used to hitting the tight end, right? That's the problem. The problem is, is who's going to open it up for Chris Cooley? You well, don't well Moss? they got three All running backs. They go, they open up their pass with their run. That's what the stretch plays about. Two concussion-prone running backs, and. Well, one concussion, and that's Brian Westbrook. One quitter, and, and Clinton Portis. <laughs> and then you got attitude problem in Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Hey, okay, fellas. So you got three attitude problems. You got three problems in running back. Well, dig this. We covered the NFC East, uh, and that was, that was a great show. I appreciate you guys, as always. We're going to come back next week, and we'll do the AFC East. Thanks for listening to the Kwame Lasso Sports, sometimes rich with Ken from the ATL show. Check out the fan page. Ken does a great job at that. Give us, leave us a message. We'll hit the show topic next week. All right, fellas.
for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.